Welcome to What's Happening, a podcast created by and for the Anglophone East School District. Join us every week on your drive to work, your walk around the block, in the staff room, or while you're relaxing. You bring the coffee and we'll bring the news. Subscribe to this podcast on your preferred streaming platform to get notified when a new episode comes out every week. My name is Brian Willett, one of your hosts for What's Happening. I'm the subject coordinator for numeracy and science, grades 6 to 12, here in the Anglophone East School District. And my name's Stephanie Patterson, the Director of Communications here at Anglophone East as well. We're so excited to be hosting this podcast for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to What's Happening. Um, if you remember, a few weeks ago, we did a show on the then upcoming New Brunswick Science Week. And today, I'm excited that we have like a recap of that week. Yeah, I am super excited too. It uh, really excited kind of to bring uh, Joey Savoy in from Anglophone North because we don't often get to talk to people from other districts. Um, and especially this year, it's been, you know, uh, uh, not as many off-site meetings and things like that to collaborate. So uh, it's kind of neat to to hear from from somebody from outside the bubble. Um, so yeah, and uh, I, Science Week was amazing. So I'm excited to hear uh, from you guys who were directly involved in the planning how that all came to be and if your vision came to life the way that you expected. Yeah, and I'm excited to have Joey on the show too. Uh, both, you know, he's a fellow coordinator. He's a science coordinator in the north, along with other things in his portfolio. Um, you know, and he sits on that committee along with myself for Science Week. So, getting his perspective of how it went and maybe some hints and some clues as to what's coming next uh, for <laughs> next year um, is going to be great. Because you know what, we were absolutely blown away by the number of people who participated in science week um you know both virtually and then going back and registering to watch the recording so that's that's huge yeah yeah it's uh it's just a really great testament to how engaged educators and students are across this province and it's uh yeah it was amazing to see and that is absolutely the goal of science week was to engage students engage the educators into a learning opportunity that goes beyond the four walls so without further ado because i know you and i can talk about this forever <laughs> we'd like to welcome to what's happening from anglophone school district north joey Savoy. Ladies and gentlemen, we are so excited for today's episode because if you remember, we had an episode introducing New Brunswick Science Week, the first ever, which was organized by the four Anglophone districts uh, to have keynote speakers, sessions, in-house sessions, and so much more. Um, and what better way to do a wrap-up session than bring one of the organizing committee members, Joey Savoy, onto this episode to do a wrap-up and talk about all things that went on with New Brunswick Science Week and maybe even what we can look forward to for the next version of Science Week. So without further ado, uh, I welcome you, Joey, and, and thank you for taking the time to join us on the podcast. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, your role in the North um, and your background in education. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much, Brian, for the opportunity to be here today. Uh, I'm the science coordinator in Anglophone North School District. Uh, I'm also the coordinator for Phys Ed and Fine Arts, so lots of different portfolios to keep me busy up here in the North. And uh, before I get into my coordinator role, I was also involved uh, with numeracy as a coordinator before and a technology mentor for our district for, I think it was upwards of about 10 years. So and that's probably where I think I first met you, Brian. 
uh, was through that. So, yeah, lots of different roles. Keeps it exciting. Before that, I was a classroom teacher, middle school and high school uh, for several years. So time flies and uh, this is where I am now. So and it was exciting to be part of Science Week. We had a great uh, lots of work, but it was a great time. And it's amazing, Joy, you mentioned us crossing paths before, and I think we've both held multiple portfolios and different roles where we have uh, kind of joined forces on different ventures. But here we are fast forwarding however many years to New Brunswick Science Week, and we both sit on that committee. Um, so let's dive into it, Joey, and, and tell us a little bit about how the organizing committee or who makes up the organizing committee and, and how that idea for New Brunswick Science Week even came alive. Sounds good. Well... It, it, the thing about Science Week is it was a wonderful opportunity for the four districts to get together, to connect, for, starting with not just the four coordinators in, in each of our districts, but also our, our leads were involved to a certain extent, our communication directors were involved. Uh, we had some of our other uh, you know, tech support, a little bit of everything. So I think our committee consisted of roughly around 10 people uh, that were kind of behind the scenes working to make things happen. And it was an idea that originated, I believe, I want to say back in December, uh, maybe even late November. And one of the reasons that we threw the idea out there was simply because of the fact of everything being a little bit different this year in terms of COVID and unable to do face-to-face -face events. We didn't want to see our STEM expos, our STEM fairs, so on kind of fall by the wayside. Because I know, you know, in the East, you've, you've had such success with your STEM expo right. event mm -hmm. year in and year out. And lots of great connections with community uh, groups and community support, as well as all of the, uh, the schools in your district. So it's always been such a big event. And, and we work so hard every year to kind of build up that capacity amongst our schools, engage our kids in science and so on. So without being able to do an event like that face to face, uh, we started to throw around the idea, well, what if we do something virtually? And instead of just doing our, our STEM fair virtually, which which is great, it's great for uh, students to do upload projects and, and still be able to experience, you know, science firsthand like that. But what really made it wonderful was the extra sessions that we could add on to really engage students, teachers, everyone, just really draw attention to the importance of science and society today. Uh, we're living in a pandemic. There's issues with climate change. We deal with environmental issues all the time. All sorts of things. Like, never has there been more of a time when science has been more important. And we felt what a great opportunity to engage students, teachers, administrators, uh, department officials, everyone right across the province. And uh, like I said, I, I just really enjoyed working so much with all four school districts because it's not every day we get a chance to work in unison like that and uh, I know it was one thing a lot of times you're doing meetings on a regular basis and stuff and they tend to you know sometimes get maybe a little on the boring side and stuff like that but uh, working with this group was something I looked forward to uh, you know each and every day leading up to this event. Yeah, it was absolutely exciting like you said you know the four coordinators uh, coaches leads being part of that and that organized committee was uh, like a breath of fresh air and energy uh, mm -hmm. and really in the effort to bring science awareness Two classrooms and, and sometimes we think about professional learning and we look at how do we do that for teachers but really with the idea of how do we do this for teachers and students collectively at the exact same time and i have to say i was blown away you know in the in the i think we hit launch on our website for, <laughs> for pre-registration and you sent us some data in that first like 24 hours and i think we had like 200 or 300 registrations already which is huge a absolutely and and you know it just really gave 
teachers an opportunity. And and I know in, in a different year like this, uh, it makes things a little difficult because sometimes, you know, it might be difficult with PL and you're, you're just changing your pedagogy in the way that you've done things before. You know, maybe we're used to face-to-face PL or, you know, uh, interacting together like that. And we're just doing it a little bit different now. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's some added stress this year because people have had to change things up. But uh, it, it was refreshing to see the number of people registering right off the bat, just like you mentioned. Uh, and it was nice, uh, the site that we used to be able to track that that data uh, right on through the sessions to see, you know, how many people registering the attendees. And it was just like momentum kept building. I don't know if it was through word of mouth or, uh, you know, just the advertising we'd done. Our communications directors were wonderful. Our superintendents were fantastic through this whole uh event uh, with you know with their support as well so uh yeah it got off to a running start and and we had a great uh, time with it it must be exciting to like you like you referenced uh, during a different year like this to to be able to offer something kind of new and innovative because so many days you know look the same mm-hmm. right now because we don't have as much opportunity to to go out and do uh new find new experiences and things like that so it must be it must have been really exciting to be part of that organizing committee and know that you were bringing something that was going to be super exciting for people to participate in and that you could reach such a broad more than any other year like you could reach everybody in the province which i don't know that we would have explored in another year Definitely, Stephanie. And, uh, you know, that's one of the great things about it. We were able to take a negative situation and turn it into a positive. And there haven't been a whole lot of those this year throughout, you know, such a such a struggling, trying year for a lot of people uh, in terms of doing things differently like this. And, you know, it very easily we could have said, you know what, guys, uh, this year, everybody will understand if we just cancel altogether because of, you know, the pandemic situation. We can't do any face-to-face events and kind of let it fall by the wayside. And unfortunately, there are so many of those events, like both within the school system and outside of the school system in our communities that are being postponed and canceled, whether they're, you know, festivals or summer gatherings or whatever it might be. Uh, but we, we kind of took a different approach and said, let's turn this negative situation into a positive and said, how can we really engage our teachers and students into bringing that awareness, as Brian mentioned, about the awareness of science and creating it, drawing attention. And who better that we see every day since the start of the pandemic, but our, our chief uh, medical health officer, Dr. Jennifer Russell, and we said, wow, what, wouldn't she be great to kind of kick off our week? Because, you know, that would show the importance right there of, of having somebody of her uh, stature to, to kind of kick things off because it's a, a face that we've become familiar with all throughout the uh, the pandemic. So whether it's our students, whether it's the teachers, our, our administrators, whoever else it might be, uh, you know, it's a, a recognizable face. So that was one of our first uh, kind of thoughts in terms of because really then we didn't know exactly who we were going to get to help us out with presentations and sessions and so on. But we thought if we could have that really key person that, that captures everybody's attention to kick things off, then uh, we could go from there. And we were very, very fortunate that uh, she agreed to do that, given her busy schedule. And uh, it, it was just, she was a breath of fresh air to kick off our event. And it just, you know, everything just went from there. And yeah. that was an amazing kickoff too, because you know she fielded questions from students in in the province, which you know unless you're a reporter is your kind of your access to Dr. Russell, right? Unless you're asking those questions kind of during the press conference, for the students to be able to experience their question being asked and then answered, like that's amazing. And how many people were in attendance? I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but how many people were in attendance for Dr. Russell? 
I'm going to say roughly, I think we were close to 250 classrooms across the province that were tuned in wow. to Dr. Russell. So, you know, you multiply that on the average of, you know, 20 kids per class and stuff. And there were, there were probably close to 5,000 people that were on for her session that day, uh, which, you know, was very impressive. And, and like you said, Brian, it gave the kids an opportunity to talk directly to Dr. Russell. And it gave her a chance to speak with them too, because you know she has her daily routine where she's going through meeting with government officials, she's addressing the media, whatever it might be. But to sit there and take questions from students, and some of those questions just kind of stick out in my mind as we're going, like kids were asking her, do you ever forget your mask, for example? Or, or <laughs> where are you going to travel when we have the opportunity to travel again outside of New Brunswick? And uh, questions like that, because it was just, and, and she had a good chuckle going back and forth with the kids. And, uh, you know, it, it was really nice to see. And uh, it was great, again, because we took questions from right across the province and at all grade levels. So it wasn't just one set area, but we had, you know, lots from Anglophone East south north west uh so on so really great to see it was engaging uh, just to even see dr russell sitting there herself and smiling and joking with the uh, the students throughout and uh you know you just kind of got to see that human side of her as opposed to standing up there giving that standard report every day that she does so i was gonna say too it it, it must have been uh for students and teachers uh alike too a little bit comforting to see her in a relaxed way you know because she has to be so formal all of the time because she's delivering you know serious news all of the time and to to be able to see her kind of relaxed it kind of makes your like heightened senses about all of this kind of go like oh okay <laughs> everything's okay right absolutely yeah no she was she was wonderful in that and, and she was very gracious and we were worried because we thought you know if something major come up we might have to postpone and move her at the last minute to a different day and so on and and she was adamant right from the start that she i'm doing this i want to do this i'm looking forward to doing this and uh, right up until the time it started we had our fingers crossed that, <laughs> but uh, everything went well she showed up on time and uh, we, we joked about it that day because it was almost a little bit like romper room because she could see all the screens of classrooms across new brunswick so she was looking into the camera and she was saying hi mrs smith's class and hi mr uh, scott's class and uh she right till the very end till i think the last class logged off she was like waving into the camera and addressing oh, each of the so groups sweet. uh and it was just it was wonderful and you could see how excited the kids were and they were jumping up and down when she kind of referred to their class <laughs> and uh so on so it, it was it was a really something rewarding for us especially because we have worked so hard to try and put this event together so to kick it off with uh, a session like that with Dr. Russell, she kind of set the tone for the whole science week right there. And uh, I just, I had such a good feeling after her session. I'm sure Brian did too. Uh, you know, we were all wow that we couldn't have asked for a better start to uh, New Brunswick Science Week. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and talking about the start of Science Week, we kicked off with Dr. Russell and then we dove into, we'll talk mini keynotes, I guess, and, and some other keynotes later on. But you know, we, there are there were so many sessions that we heard such great feedback about, you know, from the Huntsman Marine Center uh, to uh, Ducks Unlimited. We had Science East and the list goes on. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, that these sessions and I, I'll, I'll speak to the science show because I absolutely love live science shows um, <laughs> that was performed by Science East. And, and they're in our own backyard, right? Like yes, they're yeah. they're in Fredericton. Like it's not like oftentimes you watch these sessions or conferences, you're like, oh, you know, they're, they're out in California somewhere and I'm never right. going to be able to see them. And literally once we can travel and do these things, we can go to the science East center, um, and, and view what, what, what Michael was showing us. And those shows were so engaging <laughs> and you can see the students when you, like you talk about seeing them on camera, yes. they were, they were just like riveted waiting for the next 
kind of thing, the amazement, uh, which is so awesome to see. That's awesome. I, I couldn't agree more with that. And, and it was fantastic. And I know a lot of the feedback that I've received from teachers and students and, and principals and everybody else was that, that the, there were so many sessions that were very engaging and that were hands-on for the students. So a lot of them, if they weren't trying some of these experiments live and, and some of these, they were doing them shortly after the next day, I started getting requests for uh, all kinds of, you know, materials or resources and things. And everybody wanted to try what uh, was done on the science show that day or even at the other sessions. And I think of something like, for example, Worlds Unbound, the UMB engineering group that presented four days in a row for us and did uh, something as simple as the Marshmallow Challenge, which was just a huge hit with our primary classes and oh, and so yeah. on. Because people get looking saying, oh, well, you know, is there anything that, that you know, some of the younger kids can do and so on. And I, I was over even yesterday at one of our schools talking with a, a group of kindergarten garden students and their teacher and they said oh they just love that that marshmallow challenge and it was just you know something so simplistic but something that engaged our learners and uh, I, I couldn't say more about uh, the group from uh, you know from worlds unbound that actually did i think it was katie from uh, worlds unbound that was doing those sessions but uh, also through ducks unlimited and sam brewster like she was fantastic she did four days in a row too uh it's hard and I don't want to miss anybody like that did our mini keynotes in our sessions and so on. Mm -hmm. But like you had referred to like science, some of these, some of these groups did it like every single day of science week. So they were on for four days in a row. Uh, science, brilliant labs has always been a major sponsor and supporter of anything that we're trying to do in the field of science and STEM and steam and coding and, and you name it. And, uh, one of the great things about all of this is that a lot of these groups, the connections that were made between the teachers and the schools and these groups that maybe were not there before. Uh, another one, Brian, that comes to mind that, that contacted you and I afterwards was the Gaia Project in Ainsley uh, right. saying like, just wow. Uh, even though it wasn't in our regular numbers, Gaia actually connected with, I think it was like 41 classrooms yeah. throughout the week, did 41 wow. individual classroom sessions that weren't on our actual schedule. So people signed up and they had three presenters that were doing those sessions all week long. And they just said, wow, we never expected uh, to have to deal with this many or we've never dealt with this many before. And this is so exciting. And they thanked us for the opportunity to be part of our week. So knowing that those classrooms have made the connections with groups like the Gaia Project or with Science East or Brilliant Labs or Huntsman or so on, uh, that, that's fantastic because that's something that goes on next year, whether we're still doing it virtually, whether it's in person, kids, you know, I look up here in, in the north, a lot of times we don't have opportunities that you guys might have more so in the east, like around the Moncton area or south. Uh, Huntsman, for example, we're looking at Huntsman Marine Center. I, I just think of how many kids up here in the Miramichi Bathurst area that would normally travel to the Huntsman Marine Center, but wouldn't have before. But now after that session by Laura Barrett, I, I can just see, you know, kids getting really excited. They're on mm -hmm. summer vacation. They're down that way and wanting to go visit. Uh, and it would be the same with whether it's, you know, Science East or, uh, you know, just a lot of our different groups that we had. It was uh, very exciting to, uh, you know, to see that. For sure. Um, Getting back on to the keynotes too, how did that, because you guys had a great lineup, like Dr. Russell for one, Steve Spangler, like these are big, yeah. these are, you know, big names. How did it, was everybody immediately receptive? Like, yep, I'm dropping everything. I'm going to do this. Um, but yeah, how did that all come to be? Because I, I am speaking from personal experience. Sometimes you just like yes. throw things out and cross your fingers. Yeah. And, uh, but it seemed like you guys got everybody you 
would have wanted. <laughs> I, I think, again, Stephanie, that, that was just a lot had to do with that team effort. We all took on different roles in trying to put this event together. So it was so nice because, you know, Brian had different contacts uh, in the east that I would have up in the north. And same with the west and the south. Uh, Julie, I know Darren White helped starting out with us too. Carrie Lynn Mitchell down that, uh, that way. John over in the west with his team. Uh, and everybody just started reaching out because we looked in our own backyard to see who we would have for sessions around or who we generally have contacts with. Like, I think Brian was really good with a lot of the coding groups and stuff that we had, like uh, Canada Learning Code and Logics Academy and uh, several of the, you know, the coding organizations. Uh, you know, the group down in the south was reaching out to Ducks Unlimited, to Huntsman, so on, uh, like that. And uh, we, we did know we really wanted to... to you know, it's not that all of the, the mini keynotes weren't important either because they're, they're people that yeah. we work with. And like Brian said, they're right in our backyard. They're people we can continue to connect with as it goes on. But as with any conference, you, you still try to look for kind of that one big headline or the one where people are going to, as you said, Stephanie, just drop everything and say, whoa, Steve Spangler. Like I watch him on the Ellen show on TV. Uh, so you get thinking, wow. So when you, you start to drop a name like and bookend your conference with Dr. Jennifer Russell kind of kicking things off and, and you have here's. Steve Spangler has been on the Ellen show 25 times to, to kind of close things out. Uh, it, it, it's impressive right there because it really captured people's attention thinking, hmm, this right. isn't just a regular PL session we're doing. This is, <laughs> this is something pretty large. And uh, it seemed like once we had locked in those groups and, and, uh, and even like Jacob from Brilliant Labs and Michael from Science East, because they were our two uh, keynotes that were sandwiched in between as the main keynotes. And they did a phenomenal job. Like they had large groups on with them as well i, I want to say both of them were up around 100 classes that were on with them at that time so again you're looking probably close to 2,000 people that were on with michael on his day and the same with jacob and uh, they continue to support us so even though like steve spangler was there and and we probably will touch base with him down the road we seem to form a good relationship with him and hopefully we can work with him in the future and stuff but at the end of the day next week if i want you know something with a certain class and stuff i know i can pick up the phone and call jacob over in fredericton or i can call yeah. michael edwards with science east and we can connect them and they'll be here to work with our kids whether it's virtually or in person if possible and so on so uh we couldn't have been happier with our with our event uh you know in terms of the lineup that we had i think we had 39 different sessions brian if i'm not mistaken mm -hmm. uh and that's not counting all those individual sessions that would have been done by logics academy candle learning code gaia and so on we had 39 basically like streamed presenters uh yeah. that that were on so Excellent. Yeah, and, and, and you met, you know, that's, it's so awesome. Like we talk about the bookends of Steve Spangler closing off Science Week, Dr. Russell opening it, Jacob and, and Michael, obviously the enthusiastic keynotes center of the week. But it's, it's that collaboration piece, I think is huge. And, and you know, I, I, to our listeners out there, if you're wondering, wow, how do you pull this off? It's with a team, yeah. right? It wasn't individual. And I know uh, Krista up in the north um, really helped, you know, getting a hold of Steve Spangler and, and, your connection as well, uh, Joey, getting Dr. Russell. Really, it's, it's that idea of building relationships along the way and then asking the questions of, will you help support this event as we move forward? Um, and and it's, it's, it's nice to know that the event of Science Week, which had you know nothing before it, just an idea, and, and we had so many people enthusiastic and willing to say, yeah, I'm in. I think this is a great purpose, <laughs> right? You have a purpose here, you have an idea, and we want to help make it make it a reality. So that teamwork, that collaboration, is such a uh, the foundation. It's the foundation of Science Week at the end of, uh, at the end of it. 
Absolutely. And I, I think what was nice is anytime we had a task or a role or a job to do, it, nobody hesitated to jump in. And it wasn't like we had to assign and say, okay, Brian, you're in charge of this. And John, you're in charge of that. Uh, it was, okay, yeah, no, I can do that. I'll look after that. Okay, we're going to need moderators. I can moderate that session. No, no problem. Oh, I can reach out to this person or I'll reach out to that group. And it, it was universal right across. And that was kind of the energy that we had in our, our uh, committee in putting this event together because I think we all knew the magnitude of what we were planning and everybody wanted to chip in and help and nobody wanted to all fall back on one person or two people right. or anything like that. So every district played the role in it and was so supportive. Uh, I refer to the superintendents again. It was so nice to have the support of the superintendents, whether it was sending the message out to all of the teachers in the district, whether it was, you know, I, I know each one, unfortunately, Mr. McTimoney couldn't be with us on, on one of the days, but, uh, you know, uh, Miss Watson down in the south and, and Mr. Ingersoll in the east, and, and I know Mr. Donovan here in our district, each one of them jumping right on to introduce keynote speakers mm-hmm. each day. Uh, that, that adds a lot to the impact of the event as well because it shows that here's your leader of your district and they're well aware of what's going on. They're aware of the magnitude and the importance of science as well. Uh, and they're getting out there. So just having that uh, you know, added importance of these, these key figures of your district that are helping to promote it and, and stress the importance, that says a lot to the uh, teachers across the, the province as well. And then, Stephanie, you guys and your roles, too, as communications directors. I know I have Meredith up here, and it was really, honestly, Meredith that was the the personal friend of Dr. Russell that helped set that (laughs) meeting up. And uh, she was, like, right from day one when I explained kind of the concept of what we were doing with Science Week. She said, I'm in. Whatever I have to do, let's uh, reach out to me. She said, if you need me to contact people, promote it, advertise, whatever, I'm in. Just let me know. She said, this is just awesome. She said, everybody's going to have a wonderful week, and uh, she was exactly right. That's just, that's one of the best parts of our jobs because sometimes, you know, we, the stuff we deal with isn't always the super fun stuff. So when the super fun (laughs) stuff comes across your desk, you're uh, all in both feet. Um, And I was going to say too, as a non-educator, I love working with teachers because usually it's like, you know, the group project, (laughs) there's nobody in that, in the educator teacher group who's going to let anything fall on one person. Everybody seems to be the kind of person that wants to, you know, do their best possible so they're yeah teachers are a great group to plan things with <laughs> that that's awesome that's that's wonderful to hear it's funny one thing i'll just kind of mention that that got me as you were mentioning it too non-educator and stuff i started thinking about parents and one of the greatest compliments that i've had all week and I, I had several times is parents were saying that their kids were coming home at the supper table and talking about steve spangler and they were talking about the science show and like all week they said thank you so much like my, my child never comes home and talks about what he does during the school day or what she does during the school day and they were talking about what steve spangler did and he had this on fire and he stirred this and he you know and uh it, it was just really refreshing to hear saying i don't know what you guys did but uh my, my child was really excited and engaged and that was kind of the whole point behind what we were trying to do was to excite kids to engage kids to make them aware of what's there and what was really neat over the week as well is that we had such a variety of sessions that everybody had a different message uh in terms of of where they were going but they all led back to the same point in terms of being that you know the importance and how where we have to be of science going forward uh in terms of whether it's you know solving searching the, the you know the vaccine finding the vaccine to uh, you know, help with the pandemic, on to solutions for climate change and things that we can do that are more environmentally friendly. Uh, so many things. And they learn that through 
you know, Ducks Unlimited and through the Marine Center and some of that too, and about caring for wildlife. One session that really sticks out in my mind too, and, and honestly, I didn't know a whole lot about, was the, the session put on by uh, the Hammond, uh, Hammond River uh, Angling Association and Josh Kelly. Uh, I, I wasn't really aware of his group or his organization, and I thought, okay, well, they're first on board, and I figured maybe it was going to be a session on, you know, fishing and angling and so on. But he actually did a session on winter birds of New Brunswick. We had 100 oh. classrooms across the province that were two into Josh Kelly wow. that morning and the interaction was unbelievable and he was so fantastic at interacting with the kids and they were asking questions about you know types of birds and the size of which bird is bigger and where do these birds sleep at night and uh, <laughs> even just some fun questions of you know if a robin fought a sparrow who would win the fight like it was, <laughs> anyway it, it was just one that I, I was kind of sitting here chuckling at my computer the whole time kind of listening in on the session and uh uh, it was wonderful. So, you know, pleasant surprises with a lot of these sessions. And I think it blew away a lot of our presenters because I don't think they anticipated the feedback and the uh, the attention that was brought to them, which is great, too, because, you know, you look at something like Brilliant Labs or Science East and so on, that that's part of their whole job and their role is, is mm-hmm. promoting that. And we've kind of, by putting this event on, it, it helped bring more awareness to those associations as well and those groups to uh, moving forward and, and the connections that were made, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah, absolutely. And it being a K to 12 event, you know, the, and we say science week over and over again, but it was, it was really open to all educators in the province, which is also awesome. Um, so what, what's some of the data, Joey, like what are, how many registrations did we get overall for science week or how many classes do we think we were able to impact with science week? Yeah. Well, going forward, like you said, things jumped after the first day or two. We were up over 200 registrations, which was exciting. I was thinking, okay, is this is this where it stops or is this where it ends? And we decided for most to leave registration open right up until the event ran because really a lot of times they just needed the link. Like when teachers were logging on or classes, a matter of clicking on the link and you hit the live stream in front of you. And some of the sessions, uh, I know like Katie with Marshmallow Challenge and so on, it was just here's here's what's taking place. So, I mean, anybody could do it in any classroom across the province. So uh, as we started going, our numbers were growing. And I remember getting really excited when we had a thousand registrations for sessions and sending it out to the group saying, wow, we've hit the thousand mark. We've got, you know, that's pretty impressive to have a thousand classes across the province. And then it just kept growing. And suddenly it was 1,200, 1,300, 1,500, 2,000. Said, holy jump, we're up to 2,000 <laughs> registrations right now for our sessions. Like, this is crazy right now. And I'm trying to do calculations in my head. And I know we were trying to average it. Oh, well, there's 15 to 20 kids in a class. That could be, you know. Uh, so we started talking a lot like that about going, and by the very end, we I, I want to say it was around 2,480 classes across the province. Wow. Now, some of those were multiple registrants where they had registered for more than one session, so we did have several teachers that were on and, you know, four or five sessions right away mm-hmm. that we we had but uh still it was great to see because it brought awareness and some of them are science teachers and some of them weren't science teachers we had literacy language teachers math teachers Mm -hmm. district personnel uh phys ed teachers you name it like people were tuning in because again people wanted to see dr russell or they wanted to see steve spangler or jacob or michael or whoever it was uh and just maybe some of them even for personal interest in some of the sessions that were being offered so uh it was fantastic all of the sessions were very very well received and we talked about registration and, and, and people obviously doing watching it during Science Week. Is there a way for people to go back and watch sessions that may have been recorded? Uh, absolutely. So we were setting them up basically in two locations. One was the original registration page with the link that we sent out where people can go. So if you were registered for 
a session, whether it was Dr. Russell or Huntsman's uh, Museum or any of the other ones, uh, you could basically just go back to that registration page and click the sessions are all still listed there. Uh, the only thing you'll see now is that you can, if you were already registered, you can go back and just watch the video. You have the stream is right there for you. Even if you were somebody who didn't sign up for a session, oh darn, I was teaching a class, I missed it at that time. Uh, I really would like to see Dr. Russell talk. You can still go back to that page uh, click on you just it says register to watch the stream so you basically go in and put your name and your school district and your email and uh, that'll grant you access to go in and watch the uh, whole presentation that was done that day uh, we have them there and then i believe you would also set up a stream uh, site right on our, our uh, new brunswick web stream brian is that correct yeah exactly yeah we, we're, we're placing them there as well for for longevity in case the yes. website eventually doesn't exist mm-hmm <laughs> yeah, no. So it's it's good to have them in two locations anyway. And like you said, because if we put them on our own streaming service through the, the province, then we ha actually have uh, those there. So we were uh, we were kind of using them in different ways. We'd used a site called Event Builder, which was streaming right through the, directly through their site. And we were also connecting through most of our sessions were Teams uh, links. But we did have some use, like I know the Steve Spangler session was done on Zoom. And that was just recently made available to us, the video of his session. So I believe it's up on the site, if I'm not mistaken, right now, or the link was sent out. Uh, so, and, you know, we're always, anybody that wants to get in touch with any of us, we could provide information if they're looking for where do I find this session or how do I get in touch with this group or so on. Uh, love to hear that because, again, it shows that they're engaged and they want to move forward with it. And uh, coordinators or coaches, leads, whatever you want to call them across the, uh, the province from our committee would be glad to help. Which is another great feature is having the recording of the session because, as you mentioned, whether it didn't fit in your class or, you know, oh, we forgot that day or something came up. You know, to have the availability to go back and you basically have this database of yeah. sessions that you can use throughout the year and watch and, and learn about. Like you mentioned, we mentioned so many great organizations that presented during Science Week, you know, to learn more about it. And I've actually had some feedback from some teachers saying my students want to really, really want to watch themselves ask yeah. the question, <laughs> where do we watch that? You know, which is also great because, you know what, for some of these students, you know, being able to ask that live, whether it be Dr. Russell or any yeah. other keynote, that's a huge moment, right? Like I, yeah. well, I'm trying to think yes. if I was a sixth grader or a third grader, if I would have been able to get up there and be like, uh, I have a question <laughs> for you. Right. Right. Um, and then as part of science week too, the, uh, district science fairs like the STEM East expo, uh, evolved to innovate in our, in our district and in the North you had like every district, all yep. four districts had a, a student science expo too. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that worked and what the results of that was and I guess next steps in that process? Yeah, sure. Uh, we worked actually with Becky Janot from Science East a little bit. She was kind of our, our uh, middle person with the connection that we had with uh, a group called engineering.com and Project Board. And we basically ended up using the same platform that was used for the Canada-wide science fair last year. Uh, so again, we had to go virtual in the past. We'd have our traditional, you know, trifold boards and our gymnasium or auditorium or cafeteria where we would each host our, our STEM fair, STEM expo, innovate, uh, STEM fest, whatever you want to call it. Each district always had their own branded, uh, event. Uh, so this, this way here this year, we, again, it, we had these, we could have easily said, no, we have to cancel this year. It's not going to happen. We decided as four districts to kind of go in together to support this site, to, uh, 
you know, be able to allow students to present their projects uh, a little bit different, a different format. And, you know, we, we hit some bumps along the road in terms of trying to get projects uploaded and sometimes links weren't working properly and so on. And at the end of the day, we, we did get through it. And, uh, you know, once everything's working properly and up on the site, and the project, we had some, some great submissions this year. Uh, I haven't been through all of them. I was through several of them in our district, and I'm, I'm sure Brian's been through all of his, and we've had the judges take looks at them and uh, have kind of awarded some prizes that move on to the regional fair now, uh, which which is the next step. So we were just, actually, that process was just ongoing earlier this week for us uh, here in the north. and uh, But it was wonderful to see, and even the themes of some of the projects this year, uh, especially due to the pandemic. So we had several uh, submissions that were done that were on, you know, the types of masks, which, which masks are the most effective or uh, about hand washing studies that they had done the research and which types of uh, cleansers work best uh, and so on. And, and even just like, there were so many just kind of related to the pandemic, uh, which I thought was kind of neat. So, and, and yeah. some of those are, are regional or moving on to the regionals. I know in our district and Brian could probably speak a little bit to his down in the East. It was definitely a change in it. And we spoke about it during the last episode about science week and innovate you know, going to the virtual, there there are some good things. There's some pros, there's some cons. The pros would be the four districts have their projects open for viewing, uh, yeah, which is amazing, neat. right? In years past, being having to be there physically, it was difficult. You know, oftentimes, you know, the South would host theirs at the same times as ours. So we could never really go back and forth to see each other's events. But now, you know, we're able to view each other's projects and it's open to the public for viewing as well, which is, it's a huge change, right? An opportunity for students to be able to showcase their, their work, their passion. Um, publicly is such an amazing opportunity. So, um, you know, and as Joey mentioned, ours too, I think we just wrapped up. I think I sent the emails yesterday um, to our to our individuals who will be moving on to the regionals, which is also, you know, a great opportunity for them to continue showcasing. And the nice thing about using the virtual platform is in years past, Joey mentioned a trifold, you know, you'd have to take your trifold and do some, some changes or unglue and fix something. But now, you know, that digital kind of project board just moves on to the next fair, right? You can go ahead and do some digital editing, obviously, uh, but the the transition, which I think believe registration is next week for the regional fair, is really now just moving the project over to the next That's next area, neat. right? Which is which is much easier than having to yeah. do a trifold or bring your trifold or, or and for us, we had a lot of students who would say, "How do I get to Fredericton? Like, how do I right? How do I get there?" I was gonna say, just knowing, just as somebody who has never submitted a science project to a science fair in my <laughs> life, but just just like hearing like, oh, all you would have to do is digital edits, like my own anxiety level just went down. <laughs> like, like, oh, that's so much less stressful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's different. It's a different approach. And, and Brian alluded to it too. And I kind of like the, it, it gives kids an authentic audience uh, because yeah. when you're normally doing it right in a gymnasium or a cafeteria or something like that, like you're only dealing with kind of, whether it's your peers, your teachers, and maybe a few outside judges that come in to take a look at your project and question you and so on. Right now, you're putting something out there for public consumption that anybody uh, basically across the world could tune in and take a look at your project and, and see what's there and check out all the projects. And what I also like about it, too, is, is family members because, you know, some people have relatives that are away, grandparents yeah. that live in another province or something like that and would never be able to attend to see your project in person. And then now, wow, the, you know, a click of a button and you can go through the whole project. You can, you know, students uploaded videos explaining their project. They uploaded photos, so on. So it added a whole entirely different element. So again, just like we did with 
uh, science week at trying to turn a negative into a positive. It was the same thing here. We're looking at some of the positives that come from doing this digital format as opposed to the trifold board and so on. Because as we move forward, there, there might be some changes that we continue to make and keep. And like I said, I, I know, especially after science week now, it'll be hard to kind of go back to not do it next because the feedback has been outstanding. And we had sent feedback forms out to teachers across the uh, the province just to kind of get their take because we'd like to see what worked well, what didn't work well, how can we improve if we're looking at next year? Do we, you know, do we aim to put more primary level sessions in or elementary? Do we want things on certain themes or topics? Uh, would you like somebody that's come back from last year? Uh, all mm-hmm. kinds of things like that. So, I, I mean, the whole key, whether it's the actual STEM fair, the STEM expo or science week and so on, it's it's you know, and, and we've had a couple little debriefs as a committee as well, and we'll continue, I assume, to talk over the course of the next year uh, to see the direction that we're going to go in. But ultimately, we're relying on feedback from, from teachers and principals and kids, and we want to know what work, what can we do to improve? How can, who would you like to see? Because I know my take is now let's shoot for the stars. If we were able to bring Steve Spangler and Dr. Russell in, right. you know, who, who's next? Who would you like to see? Because, I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask and see if we can bring them in and you know, if things get back to normal a little bit in terms of, you know, the pandemic and we're allowed to have, you know, maybe part of it's virtual, part of it's face to face. I, you know, there, there could be all kinds of different approaches that we take to these events uh, uh, moving forward. So it, it's very exciting. It's, uh, you know, I, I know myself, it far exceeded my expectations, what we uh, were able to pull off in, in only a few short months, too. But it, it goes to show the power of collaborating and what can be accomplished when the four districts work together like we did. And you and it actually just gave me chills talking about next year, right? Which is like shoot for the stars. And I sit on the committee, but it, you know, we really what we're trying to do here is impact classrooms across the province. Which is, I don't want to say it's unheard of, but you know, our traditional way of doing things would have been, Joey, you work with your people in the north, and I'll work with my my teachers here in the east, um, and then the south, you know, in the west. But now we've we found a way where we could do this together. You know, many hands make light work. But it's not just for the sake of doing it. It's for the sake right. of being able to improve. And, and and we talk often as a committee, you know, you plant that seed, whether it be with a student, whether it be with a teacher, and then that seed will grow, right? If they talked about Steve Spangler and, and the egg drop, you know, yesterday, maybe they'll want to try it tomorrow. And maybe they went from three eggs. And if you didn't watch it, go watch the recording um, because <laughs> this will make no sense. But, uh, you know, you start with three eggs and then you move to five and... and and you that passion for science, that passion for inquiry, um, you know, we talk about wonder, observe and explore. That's what Science Week is about. Um, so what are I guess we what are as we segue here towards the end of our episode, what are maybe some thoughts about next year? Can we divulge anything? I mean, I also sit on that committee, so I'm asking the questions as if I don't know. But um, let's give some some little clues of what maybe next year could look like or what we're what we're thinking to help teachers prepare. No, again, I I think, uh, you know, in the coming months, we'll continue to meet and talk about, uh, I kind of like the format of the opening and closing keynotes being, you know, fairly significant people that are going to draw the attention of of, uh, uh, the various groups across the province in. And like I said, we haven't talked to a lot of our, I think we sent out some feedback forms too and initial thank you letters to our our presenters. But uh, a lot of them said, hey, if if you guys are having this again next year, we're we're back on board. Uh, We'd like to be part of it again. They enjoyed it. And uh, I had several emails from some of our presenters and, uh, you know, it was all all positive in in that regard. So uh, I'm not sure. What what do you think? (laughs) Yeah, and I'm I'm just on board with you. I know I kind of threw you on the spot there. But, you know, we've had such feedback from the presenters saying, can I come back? 
you know, That's people, awesome. you know, organizations like the Gaia Project saying, you know, we, we presented to over 40 classrooms during Science Week, and now we have another 40 booked after Science Week. Um, that's the goal, right? Is not only just exposing the organizations, but providing teachers the connections so that the learning can be go beyond science week, right? We call it science week, but you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's making those connections, those collaborations with organizations that help them zoom in or, or hopefully one day physically come back in, especially like Gaia projects and science East, um, to go back in, uh, to the classroom and help kind of improve education. So I, I think that's it, right? Science week will happen again next year. <laughs> um, the feedback is coming in from educators to say, when, when do you want it to happen? Because we did it in March this year. Is yeah. it earlier in the year? Is it later in the year based on timing? Um, and to your point, who do we want? You know, yeah. who, who are you thinking would help bring awareness to science? So I, I think those are key points to say, stay tuned for more information, but stay tuned for it to actually happen. And let, let us know if there's somebody out there that you uh, want to see, by all means, we're we're pretty much open to anything right now. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know Krista and I have thrown a couple ideas around in the north of uh, some people that we'd like to see uh, that I think, again, with, with the whole point and focus being uh, to have an impact on students in our classrooms across the province. We want somebody not just for the sake of being flashy and kind of entertaining and so on, uh, but someone like, and that that's why somebody like, Steve Spangler is so amazing because he not only engages and entertains you, uh, but there's a method to his madness as he goes because he brings the science in behind uh, what he's doing. So these cool little tricks and stuff, uh, which are neat, that kind of is the hook to bring you in. Uh, and then as he explains the science behind the activity, that's where the power is right there. Because mm -hmm. uh, once you're engaged in what you're doing and you're learning, uh, then you're there. Then that's that's when the greatest learning takes place. Is because you've you've got that hook. You're engaged. If you're tuned out, and if it's somebody that's not uh, an engaging speaker, or something like that. So we were very fortunate to have such a great group of presenters and speakers that it, it kept the attention of everybody. And and I'm still like I mean, Science Week ended on March 18th, and we're here at the 31st. And I'm still like yesterday calls from principals talking to teachers. I was out to a couple of schools, and they said, "Wow, that was just like the most amazing week." And when you hear principals just kind of beaming, saying they're they're staff was engaged all week like they were attending sessions right through and and i know they're not lying to me because i was on and we actually seen all of the names of the registrants so i, I know that those teachers were there or, uh they were saying about the class like one of the classes at school i was at yesterday was one of the groups that actually got to ask a question to steve spangler so they were uh you know super excited that just meant so much to them so i know when we have a science week again next week or next year uh that they'll be uh they'll be back and tuned in and you know, we got to give the people what they want, Brian. We got to go <laughs> <laughs> bigger and better. <laughs> yeah, we just got to keep it going. And, and and that's the point, I think, the moment in the show. I, first of all, Joey, thank you for joining us. Um, oh, I think, you know, yeah, thank you. Science Week is such a, a moment in time that we'll remember, I think, forever, especially myself. Whether everyone else forgets about it, I know myself. <laughs> I've learned from the collaboration, the teamwork. You know, it, it was amazing to do that. And then the experience of the week itself, seeing all the registrations, seeing the students on camera waving. And my last point is when Steve Spangler asked for a drum roll and you yeah. can see the classes from across <laughs> the province doing a drum roll on their desk. You know, they're engaged, you know, they're listening and they know they're waiting for that next moment. So hopefully, hopefully we can come together and put another amazing science week together for next year and see even more registrations and have people zoom in um, and maybe do some sort of in-person or blended model, like you mentioned, Joey. 
um, of what that may look like. So for now, everyone can go back to the event builder site to watch those recordings of the sessions that occurred. Um, and as been, we've mentioned a couple of times on the episode, feel free to reach out to the science coordinator or director of communications for information on where to get that. Um, and maybe if you want more information on how to contact um, those organizing committees or the session givers, our keynote speakers and things like that. Um, and for sure, stay tuned for more information on what Science Week will look like in 21, uh, 2022. So Joey, thank you so much for joining us and giving us a brief wrap up of what Science Week looked like. And uh, we thank you so much. And this is what's happening. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode. And I think, Stephanie, we, we could have talked for like a couple hours. There's so much to talk about when it comes to Science Week. Yeah, I have. I still have questions, so I'll probably bug you later um, about <laughs> how to rewatch some of the sessions that I uh, I didn't get a chance to see during. But um, yeah, that was fast. It was just so great. It was it was just in a year where, you know, we're kind of missing out on some fun stuff. It was just so like rejuvenating to be able to participate in something fun and educational and engaging and it just left you with that like excited feeling yeah especially in a year where you know teachers you're worried about your bubble or your class bubble and things like that and 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 from the safety of your bubble your classroom you can engage in 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 what were amazing amazing sessions that were they weren't and you know the concern going in was we don't want just a bunch of bobbleheads up on the screen talking to students and it turned out to be way above what we thought it was you know some of them were blowing stuff up some of them they built towers like absolutely amazing how engaging those sessions were for the the lack of interactivity between you know classroom and screen yeah it was yeah it it was just really really cool and it was you know maybe even more collaborative than it would have been had it been a traditional year which is a really kind of interesting thing to to see too Right. Absolutely. And, you know, Joey speaks so well about it, about the numbers, how many people registered and how kind of taken back we were by the number of classrooms. And and for the listeners out there, do the math. You know, even if we said 20 students per class at 2,500 registrations, that's how many students were involved in Science Week. And and yeah, there could be some repeats there, but even better. You know, you took part in two sessions, three sessions, all of them, all 39 of them. That's even more amazing yeah it was uh yeah super super impactful super exciting to see yeah so as always don't forget ladies and gentlemen to subscribe to us on whatever streaming platform you are listening to us on right now to be notified of a new episode and don't forget to follow us on social media at anglophone east to see those episodes uploaded to social media as well as always stay tuned stay connected and stay creative this is what's happening